If you would, remain. Turn in your pew Bible to page 1,850. The chapter 6, we're going to be reading verses 6 through 16. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, will we, we will be content with that. People who want to get rich fall into temptation, a trap, and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people, eager, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. But you, child of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses in the sight of God. Life to everything, and of Jesus Christ, who, while testifying before Pontius Pilate, made the good confession. I charge you to keep this command without spot or blame until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which God will bring in his own time. God, the blessed and only ruler, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who is alone, who alone is immortal and who lives in unapproachable light, whom no one has seen or can see. To him be honor and might forever. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Beatitude number eight. But before we get started, there's a couple things that I, I want to share. We have a lot going on this month. A lot going on this month. So we have God's Kids. It's going to be next Sunday. And then on December 15th, we have two neat things that are taking place. First of all, God's kids are going to perform on Sunday morning. So we're going to get a chance to watch that. It's going to be a lot of fun. And second, I, you guys know me by now. I enjoy having a good time, right? I enjoy having fun. As a matter of fact, there was a time in my life when this guy was, um, had come up to me and he said, you know, Ian, I want to be praying for you. And I said, great. He said, what about? I said, I, you know, I really don't know, just whatever the Lord puts on your heart. So about a week or so later, he walks in. This is when we were running the soup kitchen in North Carolina, and he hands me a Frisbee, a yellow Frisbee. I'm like, well, what is that? He's like, every time I go to pray for you or about you, God just tells me to tell you 
that I built you to have fun, have fun. So I carried a Frisbee around for years. Not like everywhere I went, but you know. <laughs> so that in mind, and you can participate if you want to, you don't have to. But December 15th is going to be Ugly Christmas Sweater Sunday. <laughs> Ugly Christmas Sweater Sunday. Okay? I'm probably be the only one on Facebook with my ugly Christmas sweater. <laughs> but, no? Yes! If there's some other people that want to join me, that'd be awesome. So, dust them off, shake out the malls, whatever you need to do. If you want to wear them, you can. Please do. It'll be a lot of fun. So, that's December 15th. <laughs> December 22nd is going to be our Christmas, our Sunday Christmas service. This is going to be a drama of sorts that is entitled The Shepherds Remember. So it's going to be a reflection, a little bit of kind of like what we did last year, but it'll be called The Shepherds Remember. So that'll be on December 22nd. <coughs> on the 29th, um, I'm going to teach a little bit on vision. 2019 is coming to a close. 2020 is right around the corner. It is December 1st, but 2020 will be here before you know it. But I'm going to teach on vision. And there's going to be some specifics on that day because 2020 is the right vision. Right? So I know that God has things planned that things are lining up for us as a congregation, for many of us individually, to have a clear vision on what God wants to accomplish in us and through us in 2020. So on the 29th, I'm going to be talking about that. So it's going to... 2020. Isn't that a neat play? A neat play on words. 2020, clear vision. And that's one of the things that God is doing in us and for us. So I'm really excited about that. There's things that um, I've been writing and putting together to be able to share. But God is certainly is going to give us a refreshed, a renewed, and a clear or clearer vision for what he is calling each one of us to accomplish. And that's really, really exciting. It's really exciting. So... Hope you look forward to joining us on um, those dates. The 15th, please wear your lovely sweater. 22nd, um, the shepherds remember. And then the 29th, we're going to be talking about vision for 2020. But today we're talking about doing the right thing. Matthew chapter 5. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness. Persecuted. That one word can throw a thousand things into your mind all at once. But it's interesting that Jesus mentions persecution in verse 10, and then again in 11. Now, today we think about persecution, it could be someone calling you a name. It could be somebody 
honking their horn at you. It can, I mean, we, we have grabbed all of these different things about what, what it is to be persecuted. As a matter of fact, our society at points looks to be persecuted because some people, quite honestly, find their identity in being persecuted. But here, when Jesus is talking about the persecution, he's talking about something in particular. It's not name-calling. It's not somebody vandalizing your house or spray-painting on your fence or putting graffiti down your car or keying your car or anything like that. It's not that at all. He's talking about something specific, and he's talking about running. Literally running away. To be made to flee a situation. That it is, the persecution is, and the attack is so intense that you literally run away. So then we have this definition of persecution, to flee, to run away. But how does that tie in and why is it in the same sentence as being blessed? Interesting thought, isn't it? If you are, if you're in a situation so bad that you need to run away from it, then you're blessed. Well, that makes no sense. Well, the reason comes in, and the blessedness comes in for why you're running away. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. Righteousness. Very, very close to what weeks ago in having a pure heart. Righteousness is the quality or state of being holy, upright, even pure. But when we talked about a pure heart, we were talking about internally. And is your heart internally pure? The righteousness that Jesus is talking about here is when your pure heart moves into outward, tangible action. It's doing the right thing and doing things right. It's doing the right thing and doing things right. And that word right has to be based on a solid truth. It can't just be whatever Ian feels is right. Because if you guys go and do what Ian feels is right, you're in a world of hurt. You're going to be in a world of trouble. Because Ian is not perfect. Ian makes bad decisions. And my rightness, my foundation, apart from Christ, is flawed. So it's doing right and doing the right things based on truth. Based on truth. So if you can remember the scene, Jesus has called his disciples, follow me and you'll be fishers of men. They end up here on the mount. He's preaching to them and he's preparing them. See, he's teaching them. All of these things, and at points they're scratching their heads, and they're like, okay, I really don't get that, I don't understand that. Some of that I get, and some of that I understand. But he's preparing them, and he's teaching them. So he's telling them right here, blessed are you who are 
chased, who have to run away from situations because of doing the right thing. Has anybody ever been there? That seems a little different for today. I mean, we've seen videos, we've seen things, and especially in our, in our political culture, that, that there's abuse that happens and things that take place. But have we ever been in that position to have to run? And most of us is no. Most of the, the answer is no. And that lets us know what a wonderful country we live in. Because over in foreign lands, Christians who stand up for truth are dying. They are being beaten. Their houses are being burned. Their children are being stolen. But we haven't really experienced that. But Jesus is preparing his disciples. <coughs> Let me read you something out of Matthew 10. So just, just after Jesus finishes his Sermon on the Mount, this is what he does to his 12 disciples. And I chuckle because though what I'm about to read is hard, God is showing himself as faithful. So in Matthew chapter 10, he calls his 12 disciples together. He gave them authority. He gave them authority to drive out evil spirits, to heal every disease and sickness. And so Jesus gives them these instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or ent enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. And as you go, preach this message. The kingdom of heaven is near. The same message that Jesus was preaching right before he went to the Sermon on the Mount when everyone gathered to listen to him. Jesus tells them to heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have given, you have been given, freely give. Do not take any gold or silver or copper in your belts. Take no bag for the journey or extra tunic or sandals or a staff. Whatever town or village you enter, search for someone worthy there and stay at their house until you leave. If the home is deserving, let your peace, remember being a peacemaker, let your peace rest upon it. If not, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome or listen to your words, shake the dust of, off your feet and when you, leave, when you leave that home or that town, I tell you the truth, it will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on that day than judgment for that town. I am sending you, Jesus says, out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. That means be blameless, be righteous. Be on your guard against men. They will hand you over to the council. They will flog you in their synagogues. On my account, you will be brought before governors and kings and witnesses. And when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. All men will hate you because of me. 
but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. When you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. I tell you the truth, you will not finish going through the cities of Israel before the Son of Man comes. Tough passage. But it's talking about these disciples being willing to stay with Christ from when, he heard, from when they heard this teaching in Matthew chapter 5, and they're still there in Matthew chapter 10, and he is sending them out to be righteous in their world, in their communities. And he's telling them it's going to get tough to the point where you're going to have to flee. I can talk about that those days are coming, but I think we know. We know. So we have to be on solid ground, and that's the truth. We're all in situations, whether it's at home or at work, with family relationships, that things can get rocky when you stand on the truth. Now, here's what I'm not saying is no, no one ever accepted Christ by getting beat in the head with this. It's not effective. Love is effective. Truth is effective. But when someone is not going to respond in such fashion and they are going to persecute you and they are going to come against you, there will be a time when you will flee for righteousness. But, you know, Pastor Ian, we have these two worlds. We have this spiritual world that you're talking about. We have this physical world that you're talking about. We live in this physical world every day. We wake up in it. We go to bed in it. You see, the end of this verse for this beatitude says this. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness because theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You see, even though we have two different worlds, we live in the physical world and we live in the spiritual world, what Jesus is telling us there is that there is a spiritual economy. There is a spiritual dynamic in that world that is yours. It's yours. So while you're talking, while you're moving, you're living in this physical world, you're operating from a spiritual standpoint. You see, Jesus was laying all of this groundwork in Matthew chapter 5 because he was going to release all the authority in Matthew chapter 10. So he was giving them a heads up on, look, you may be of this world or you may be in this world, but you are not of it. You guys know that scripture? You're in this world, but you're not of this world. And what Jesus is trying to get across his disciples at this point in time is that you need to live in this mindset that yours is the kingdom of heaven. You see, he started this whole thing on the, the Sermon on the Mount by telling people the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It is here. Now he's telling them it's yours. It's yours. It's yours to live in. It's yours to live by. I'm giving you the authority. I'm giving you the understanding that you operate at this level. 
And there will be times when you're speaking and you're giving truth and people don't want to hear it that you will leave, that you will flee. And when that happens in the physical world, it is credited to you in the spiritual world. You see, what happens to us who belong to the kingdom of heaven in the physical world, our results don't end here. Because, see, God is keeping track of all of those things that happen here to set up our reward here. So when you are persecuted and you flee this situation, it is credited to you in the kingdom. Because, see, this is where you are. This is yours. The kingdom of heaven is yours. The thing is, is that we don't live in that. We're here. And we get stuck here because this is what we see. This is what we experience. This is what is we consider tangible. I can see this. I understand how this works. I understand how people are going to react. I get it. What that does is it doesn't allow the laws here to infiltrate here. And we shut that off. But Jesus is trying to tell his disciples, look, you're here. But this trumps this. The laws here are not bound by these laws. That's why this is called natural and this is called supernatural. Right? Because when this happens here, we go, that is super. That is super. But see, we get reports from doctors here. And we begin to fold. And we begin to let the worry encroach. Because that is over there. What Jesus is saying is, this is the doctor's report here. This is where you live. This is you. So the question is, not doc, how do you see this? The question is, God, Almighty, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Ruler of all, how do you see this? Here we live in sight because this is what we see, this is what we experience. God is drawing us here to live by faith. What we don't see, will you trust Him? Faith over fear, right, Kathy? Because here, man, we built a whole campsite here because we'll live here all day long in fear and worry, because this is what I see, this is what I understand. This stretches us. It could be, you know what, I'm going to lose my job. It could be I was a fool enough to walk out of my job, because I'm going to trust that over there, and you know what, I need to step into that, and I don't know how, but you know what, I'm going to stop living here, and I'm going to work my way here, and I'm going to work my way here. Because here, in this world, when we begin to live according to those rules here, people will question us. It will happen. 
and you will get into conversations. And it will feel like the heat is being turned up on you. And you're going to want to flee out of that. But staying truth, staying true to the truth of the word. And when you flee out of those situations, God goes, check, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness, for being right, for doing right, for standing on the truth. Blessed. Because see, this here, this life is but a, what does James tell us? Vapor. Vapor. This life Eternal. Eternal. Forever eternal. So, the goodness and the rewards that we experience here start here. But will we live in righteousness here at the cost of a few things? Because when you start weighing them out, what somebody thinks about me, and when my dad is unbelievably pleased with who I am, I'll take this all day long. All day long. We've got to break this. We've got to break this. The child that we are celebrating this month gave it all. Gave it all so that we could have it all. We have a choice, church. And our decision of what's happening in 2020 is based on what I'm talking about right now. We have had wonderful, wonderful Months of what God is doing and how he's moving and how he's shifting. Today, I want to tell you, church, don't stop. Keep running the race. Keep running the race. God is pricking our hearts of different things in our own lives that need to shift from here to here. Let them. Let them. Time and time again, I hear when people come here and they visit and they walk in, and I've told, I've told you this over and over again, the one thing about this church is the outpouring of love, of fellowship, and welcoming. Right? God does that in us, and he does it through us, and you can watch it. How much more loving and welcoming and supportive Will this church be to you of one who is in it when you step from here to here, no matter how crazy it may seem? It, you're not alone. I'm not alone. But we're not alone when we're making this transition. Are there going to be everything? Are we going to understand everything? No. We're not going to understand everything, but you know what? We need to seek to understand through God's heart and what is he doing in each of our lives and in his church so that he can reach outside. Your card. 
This was a little love note that I put in there for you. My child, be right, do right. Love God. There are things that we are going to stand up for, things that we are going to transition from and shift into that we need to know that God's got us, that he's protecting us, that he's opening doors or he's shutting doors. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs, for mine, for yours is the kingdom of heaven. Jesus is talking about ownership there. That's why he could talk about authority in Matthew chapter 10. Because what you own, you have authority with. Right? You own your car, with it what you want. You have authority. You own your house, same thing. You can paint the walls if you want to. You can rip, rip up the floor, put in new carpet. It doesn't matter. You own your clothes, you can wear them where you want to. You can tuck it in, you can leave it untucked. Doesn't matter. If you own it, you have authority with it. Yours is the kingdom of heaven. You have authority. Let's live in it. Are you going to be friction? Yep. Because we're living in this world. In it, not of it. Here, we own it. And let's live in it. Father, Lord God, I thank you for our day. God, teach us in all of our situations, in these circumstances, um, from day to day, moment to moment, conversations, teach us. Open our ears, open our eyes so that we would know and understand. Let us, Lord God, be your servants. Teach us that we are your sons and your daughters. Let us not fear the persecution, but smile upon it, for you are smiling on us. Father, great is our reward out of our obedience. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.